Hey gorgeous, before today's episode starts, I've just got a quick message from me, Denise Duffield-Thomas, if you didn't know. Now, did you know that only a tiny fraction of self-employed creatives make over 100000 a year? And you know, it is my mission to help a lot of people make money and change the world. And if you're a creative, it's not your art that's holding you back. It's your money mindset and strategy. So I am so excited to share that I am coming to the United States to sunny Orlando for one of my first speaking gigs in a long time. And it's going to be in January 2024 in Florida. It is going to be an unforgettable three-day conference all about creativity and making money. And I'm going to be talking about all things money mindset so I can fire you up for the most successful year ever. Now, I'm going to be joined by fellow keynote speaker, Donald Miller, who you probably recognize as the world famous mastermind behind the Building a Story brand. I am so excited to meet him and you'll be excited to hear from him as well. And there'll be so many other amazing speakers there too. So what am I talking about? What is this conference? I'm talking about BopCon. BopCon. I'm so excited. It stands for the business of photography. So if you are in the photography business, you're a portrait or a wedding photographer, a family photographer, or any kind of photographer, this conference is a must to attend. Now, I've heard that I'm a little bit famous in some of the photography circles. I keep on meeting photographers at events and in my money boot camp. So I know that there are a lot of photographers listening. Who is your host? Your host, Megan DiPiero, who is a money boot camper, by the way, has hand-selected speakers from inside and outside the photography industry to help small business owners and artists like you focus on success. And you want to hear something really special? I have a unique opportunity for 35 lucky VIPs. Register for BopCon today and you'll get the lowest ticket price available plus the chance to meet me in person at an intimate VIP luncheon. Remember though, there's only 35 VIP spots for that. So sign up right now so you don't miss out. All the details about this amazing conference in January 24 in Florida can be found at BopCon Live. So B O P con l-i-v-e so bopconlive.com slash denise d-t this event is going to blow your mind it's going to make a real difference in your creative business so check it out and join me in orlando in january 24 i'm so excited okay all right enough Uh, let's get on with today's episode of chill and prosper Start your business for the freedom of time Now you're tired of the hustle and grind There's gotta be a better way It's time to listen to Chill and Prosper Welcome to Chill and Prosper You're ready to chill and prosper With Denise Duffield-Thomas Hey there gorgeous, it's Denise here and welcome to another episode of Chill and Prosper. And today I'm having a bit of a pity party. (laughs) No, not that, but I wanted to do an episode about the hardest things about my business. And so it's not like a Denise Downer, Debbie Downer episode, but I just wanted to share some honest things, I think, because it's really easy to look at someone 
who has a podcast or someone who has a book and just think, oh my gosh, they have it all together. And that, you know, my business is perfect or my life is perfect. And I know that you know that it's not. I know that. But I wanted to share some stuff and I thought it'd be a good episode to do it. And I don't often share the negative stuff. And there's a couple of reasons why. One is, you know, I'm an emotional, normal person as well. And I have ups and downs. But I don't always see that as um, my job to share that necessarily. And I did in maybe in the earlier stages of my business, I shared a little bit more vulnerability. And it's gotten to a point now where I'm like, well, I I don't want to. It's not even that I don't need to because I don't judge anyone for sharing vulnerabilities. Like I, it was a lifeline for me when I was, you know, having a baby and going through those early stages of business to really talk about, you know, the ins and outs and the the good, bad and ugly. And it's not like that, oh, now I have to be so professional, but I don't always want to share everything that's going on in my life. So that's probably a good place to start really is the hardest things about my business um, is like being a bit of a public person, you know, and if you ask like the average person on the street, who's Denise Duffield or Thomas, I'm so unknown in the whole world, right? And I've experienced this weird thing of having a little bit of fame in a very small niche. I'm not being like self-deprecating. Like I know my books do well. You know, my my books are often in the top 50, top 100 for business books and women's books and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But most people don't know who I am. But I still do get recognized. I actually just happened today um, in the podcast studio, which is awesome and weird at the same time. And so recently I went and spoke at a, a big conference and it was, I had these moments where it was really overwhelming to be famous in that space because I find that people really do put you on a pedestal and it can make me as an introvert feel very self-conscious and part of that is that you want people to have a really good interaction with you right they've um, maybe listened to the podcast or read my book and and this is will be the same for so many of you listening where that you'll have people in your community um, clients customers you know if you're a a writer, a podcast or whatever, you know what I'm saying. There's, there'll be people and they'll look at you in a different way, you know, and it's very exciting. And I've done this. Well, actually, I don't approach famous people. I get way too nervous to approach people. But when people come and say hi to me, like I can see the joy that it brings them in, in their face. And I feel a real responsibility then to be, you know, to have it to be a good interaction with people. And I genuinely feel the love in it, but it can be overwhelming. And I remember one time I um, I, go, I went somewhere and someone was like, oh my God, it was you, it's you. And it was someone who was working at the space and I felt so self-conscious because I wasn't at work. I didn't have like makeup and my hair done and all that kind of stuff. So it was a really unexpected experience. And then I was like really self-conscious and I was like, oh my God, is she staring at me? Oh my God, is she going to see me pick my nose? Oh my God. And I really feel for famous people. You know, one of the people, one of the um people I really feel for at the moment is Meghan Markle. And I think all of the times that she's been photographed, she she's always has this beautiful, serene look on her face and she always looks poised. And I know that if I was that level of famous, people would get the worst photos of me, like rolling my eyes, literally scratching my nose, scratching my butt, um, just looking like an absolute cavewoman sometimes because I'm 
that's who I am, right? I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm a feral Cheryl sometimes. And so I do struggle with that. And I think there's been points in my business too where, and I'm at one of those points now where I go, how famous do I want to be? And like, I'll be really honest about that. It, there's real pros and cons for me. And like, I've had someone um, say to me, oh, you should do a Netflix show. And I, I saw that um, Ramit Sethi is doing a, um, a Netflix show called How to Be Rich or How to Get Rich. And I was like, good for him. And there was a part of me that was like, oh, do I want to do that? Is that something I want? And I have a real mixed, I have really mixed feelings about becoming more famous. Um, part of the reason why we wanted to move to a more private neighborhood is because I didn't want to be on display. I didn't want to be public. I didn't want people being able to see me. And I don't know, it's just, I've got a, I've got real mixed feelings about it. And I think that's why, you know, I, I am at a bit of a crossroads where I'm like, okay, what do I want to do? How big do I want to do this? And yeah, it's really, really, really tricky. <laughs> so anyway, um, the next layer of that I think is, is, um, one of the hardest things for me, I'm not speaking for anyone else, is that when you become successful to, and especially being the breadwinner and making lots of money, like I just feel really responsible for a lot of people. I feel responsible. Uh, my husband's in the business, financially support my mum, Mark's mum. You know, we have staff, we have, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of responsibility. And that can be, What's the word? It can be heavy. It can be heavy sometimes. And there's a massive privilege in that. And please don't get me wrong. Like I really, I'd really appreciate not getting messages about this going, you're so privileged, you shouldn't complain. I know this and I don't want to have a disclaimer on it every sentence of going, I know how privileged I am. Believe me, trust me, I know. But um, I just feel, yeah, really burdened sometimes by that um, responsibility. Not even just for the people that I financially support, but clients, for sure, um, you know, members in my money bootcamp community, uh, people who listen, you know, people who read my books. I just feel responsible for everything, and I think too, I'm a Virgo. That's a big part of our personalities is feeling of service to the world, and so I feel responsible for making sure I know what's going on in the world. And we have a business that spans the whole world, right? And so I feel like because I have a lot of American clients, I have to be, uh, I have to you know, know what's going on with them politically and the things that are happening, the UK, same thing, Australia. And I never feel like it's enough. I never feel like I'm informed enough. I want to make sure I'm being as inclusive as possible. I hate when, you know, if, if I make someone feel bad or left out. And the truth is that as your business gets bigger, there will be mistakes that you make around that. And I, I do see a lot of people fear it. I see a lot of people fearing trolls and haters and screwing things up. And actually, I've found I actually haven't had a lot of trolls and haters. That's that's being really honest. But I just, I hate the idea of making a mistake. And, and so part of that is uh, this massive responsibility, I feel, for just being informed, which can very much lead for me to being a bit too much on social media um, and feeling a lot of FOMO and feeling like I just need to read everything and know everything. And so that can be that can be quite tiring for sure. Again, massive privilege, wanting to care about everything all the time, wanting to care about the world. Um, I think too that next part of that is wanting to care, wanting to help and serve is balancing that with setting boundaries. And 
a lot of my business friends will go, oh, Denise, you're the boundaries queen. And I'm like, I'm really not. Um, I just, I really do struggle sometimes with saying no to things. And because I want to help people, you know, I think, well, cool. If I, if I can help someone, I'll do it. But at some point you can't help everybody, you know, and that's, that can feel really hard to, to think, where am I going to put my time, my energy, my money, my resources, um, and you can't do all of the things. So I, I feel like that can be hard. Another thing that um, I struggle with a little bit is the pressure to feel like I've got my stuff together all the time. And I don't. I really don't. Like I'm, I can be a bad mom. I can be really inattentive. I can be a bad wife. I can be a bad daughter. You know, I, I sometimes eat McDonald's in my car and some of those things I would I was like would get really ashamed of and just think, oh my god, if someone saw me eating McDonald's in my car, they're gonna think I'm such a horrible person. Um, or you know, oh my, you know, I got my cavoodle from a breeder. People are gonna think I'm such a horrible person. And um, and you might think that, and that's cool. But when you're a public-ish person, there there does feel like a lot of pressure for that you know, of, of making sure you see all the nuances. And you know what? The, the next layer to that is that I feel like I really, really try, you know, and I, I do, I try and keep abreast of um, what's happening politically and like how culture changes and things like that. But that doesn't always translate then to my team. And so sometimes my team will do something and I think, oh my God, I can't believe they did that. That's offensive to somebody. And then I think, oh, but... It's really hard to be across all of those things all the time. So that can be, that can be hard. <laughs> oh my God, this is such a Debbie Downer episode. Oh, um, okay, one more thing before we go to break. Um, one thing I really struggle with in my business and just in life is being a writer. I love it and I hate it. I feel like homework is due all the time. I feel like if I'm not I don't know, I just always feel like I could be writing more. And I'm writing a book at the moment. I'm working with a coach. I've got a deadline tonight, so I'll be talking all day today. And I've been procrastinating sending him a chapter, so I have to stay up late tonight to do it. And so I always feel like I could write more. And I love the idea of writing. I really would love to be a prolific writer. It's part of, I feel like my next evolution is to do more writing. And it's really hard too. at the same time. I feel really sorry for myself sometimes when I have to write. And sometimes when I talk to my writing coach, I'm, he's like, no, this is good. And this is really bad. And I'm, and he'll go, oh, I don't want to make you feel bad or blow smoke up your butt. And I'm like, no, I'd come at this with an assumption that's really bad and it's really hard and I hate it. And, and then people go, well, why do you do it? And I go, I don't know. I just have to, but I, I love it and I hate it. Um, I don't even like people reading my books. Isn't that so weird? People go, I read your book and I'll be thinking, oh my God, let's never talk about this ever again, please. It's so embarrassing and so weird and it's not perfect. And oh my God, it's so horrible. Can I get a do-over? Um, so yeah, being a writer is something that I really struggle with. Ah! Okay, cool. All right, let's take a break. Please come back after this break. I promise. No, there's more Debbie Downery stuff to come, but sometimes people love this. They love hearing this from people that they follow because then it makes them feel better. So don't worry, I've got more of these confessions to come. Speak to you in a sec. Hi, my name's Caroline and I'm based in the UK and I run a business called Mind Body Menno, which is a movement platform to support women through menopause. 
Um, I recently read Denise's book, Get Rich, Lucky Bitch, um, and I have to say I was sceptical. Um, but very quickly, I noticed that every time I picked the book up to read it, my I got a physical reaction. My foot would start to kind of twist and contort as I was reading. It was like my body was kind of having a, a real physical reaction to talking about money or thinking about money. Um, some of my takeaways from the book have been the kind of playful and yet serious attitude to money. I'm talking about it more. I'm thinking about it more. I'm investing more time into um, my attitude towards it. I'm encouraging my kids to manifest the things they want and openly talk about the things that they're excited about Um, and I feel like it's been a real game changer for me. Um, I'm definitely starting to see changes in my business, money coming into my business that I didn't expect, things that are um, perhaps I wouldn't have noticed if I hadn't read the book. Um, So I think it's, it's brilliant, I loved it and I'm now moving on to Chilpreneur. Hey, welcome back. It's Denise here. And today's episode is not very chilly and prospery. It's all of the things that like, I really struggle with in my business. And the, the next one is, it is a bit hard to talk about. Um, uh, blah, 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 blah. I I really struggle working with my husband, like heaps of the time. And we're actually changing things up over the next year or two so we don't have to work as closely together. He still will be in the business a little bit, but um, I really feel the urge to simplify so I don't have to work with him as much. And I, I don't know if Mark's listening to this and he knows it because we have these conversations all the time, but it's one of those things I don't want to put um, a positive spin, happy face on it because most of the people I know who work with their spouses, it can be really challenging it really can. Um, and the challenging thing too is that my face is on the business and so he's in this no-win situation, right? If he makes a mistake, he gets it from me. If he makes a win, I get the credit for it. And so it's it's honestly one of the hardest things probably in the last year um, about working in the business is working with my husband. It creates way too many blurred lines and I really am committed to simplifying and, and shifting it and changing it a little bit, which is also like, you know, part of my retirement plan. You know, I'm, I'm planning to semi-retire in the next year. I'll do another episode on that, I promise, because that's a, that's a big thing just to drop in people's laps. But, um, you know, it's, it's definitely one of the catalysts behind, behind selling our house, moving to a quieter neighborhood, having a bit more privacy, having a bit more of a private life, is that I want to really simplify how I do business and, and free markup to do other things as well. So that's, um, you know, one of the, I would say one of the big stresses in the business at the moment is just how to navigate being a wife a mother and being the boss. Yeah. Which is the second point is is juggling. And I hate saying this. I, like it's, it is really hard to talk about being a mom and being in business and feeling like I'm saying to people you can't have it all because that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that I like I've definitely found it challenging to juggle my business ambitions, my creative ambitions, which I'm a creative genius. That's my motto at the moment. I'm a creative genius. And having to deal with the day-to-day stuff of parenting, I do struggle with it. Um, I do have a lot of help at home. I have a lot of childcare help. But 
it's still it's still a struggle and and that's another reason why I'm simplifying my business is because I can see the next couple of years being really I need to be more present with my family and I've loved my business so much and I've loved having that creative freedom but I'm struggling a little bit to do both in the way that I want to do Um, and that part of that's my fault I always take on too many things and you know I really have to try and keep on balancing back to that chill thing and doing things in an easier way for me it's a real dance I'm not perfect at it but I can see that the kids just they just need a little bit more from me a little bit more presence and Willow who's my oldest um, she just turned nine she sent me a text message and it was like she made a little memoji of me and it was um mom this is you and it was yawning because you're always tired and I was like Oh, I kind of am because you guys wake up so early. And then she sent me another one. It was a lady on a laptop and you're always working. And I was like, oh, that sucks because we still have time to do all the things with them and you know, pick them up from school and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I work. I, and then she was like, and you're always cranky. And I was like, oh, dagger to the heart. Um, Yeah, that was a real dagger to the heart. And so we really wanted to spend some time this year. We're going traveling for four months as a family. Um, you know, and I'll still have to do business stuff while I'm um, away. I'll still have to do calls and things like that. And I'll batch my podcast. But I was like, I just, yeah, I want to be a bit more present as a mom. And again, please, like, it is hard for me to talk about that because I don't, I always want to encourage women. If you want to do business, if you want to have a family, you can do it. But the truth is not always going to be easy, you know, and that's the good thing about having your own business is that you can choose how you do it. And I'm like, I don't want even anyone to think anything's really wrong. Like I actually had this massive realization. I was like, I was feeling guilty about making these decisions because I felt like, oh, I'm not being authentic with my audience for making these decisions. Cause, but then I went, but I'm not in burnout. I'm actually doing these things to avoid burnout. I was like, wow, this is really smart of me. I'm pre-seeing all these problems and and literally shifting and changing my business so it can be easier. And I'm like, oh, that is what I preach, right? But I was feeling like, oh my God, people are going to be so disappointed in me. Um, I'll have to, you know, I I choose to say no to things. And I thought, oh, people are going to think that I'm not ambitious anymore. And none of that's true, but I'm just, I'm in a season of life. I actually feel like it's harder than when there were babies because at least I could sit and type and write my books breastfeeding <laughs> it's a little bit harder to do it now when they're like mom 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 come and do this thing and they just they need more of me so yeah as I said that's a really challenging one to to talk about as well okay so <laughs> I hope you're enjoying this episode um so being a perfectionist is, is really hard for me in business because I have really really high standards and I get disappointed when other people in the business, especially Mark, and this is another reason why we're not going to be working together as closely, is that I feel like um, I feel like I, I have to be the one to uphold all of those things and I feel dissatisfied sometimes with it, right? So I would rather now in the future put out fewer things, put out less work and really focus on that quality. And I think I'm getting to the stage of my business where I can earn a little bit of that right and I I'm not I don't know if it this podcast will be weekly forever I, I'm not going to promise that but there's just something there about like um yeah being a perfectionist having high standards wanting things to be done a certain way and definitely I've overstretched myself and said 
yes to too many things in the last year and and not everything got to be done to my standards and I don't like that and I choose not to build a big team and all those things but I don't like it I don't like it it's not fun um and part of that too is that I totally underestimate how long things take I overestimate how much I can do I feel frustrated that I can't do everything you know too many ideas too little time all of that stuff can be yeah it can be really really tricky um so let me think if there's anything else I think just um sometimes it can be hard I know so many people can resonate with this about boundaries about saying no to things you know, and like I've realized too, I actually don't love a lot of speaking. And when I do speak, I find that I get three other speaking requests and things like that. I'm like, I don't know if I would just like it more if I had less other thing, fewer things to do. Same with writing. I probably would enjoy writing more if I had more bandwidth for it instead of having to do bits here and there. So um, let me just talk about retirement stuff for a second. So when I was uh 29 I went to a conference and I saw um Ali Brown talk about being a millionaire by 35 and I went oh my god I'm gonna be a millionaire by 35 I like set that intention I'm gonna be a millionaire by 35 and I did it at 35 it was just before my 36th birthday and so then I was like well what's next you know and I've I've made a lot of money I've helped a lot of people um, I've, you know, being self-published, I've ticked off so many things off my bucket list. You know, I bought um, my dream and uh, built my dream house and now I'm building another house. And I just thought, huh, what what is next? Like, what do I want next? And so a couple of years ago, I set an intention to retire by 45. And that is 2024, September 24. And I really didn't think it was going to happen. Like I kind of set it as a loose goal and it was it was there. And in the last year, I got a little bit more serious about it. And when I say retire, I'm not going to be like doing nothing. I just know this about myself. And I do have a lot of choice in the way that I run my business, but I want to take it to the, the next level because, you know, I've chosen to build a big house. I've chosen to buy my rose farm, all of those things. But that meant then I had to do big launches to support that and, you know, pay big tax bills and things like that. And so I started to go, well, what am I, what am I improving myself? Like I don't really have a massive desire to buy another holiday house or like build a, I don't know, I am building a bigger house, but it's actually going to be cheaper, but it is a bigger house that is a better house for me. But I was like, what am I what's my big ambition next? And I realized it is just to have more freedom, have more freedom, have financial freedom, have even more time freedom than I do and have even more creative freedom than I do. Because, you know, I still have to feed the beast of the business and sometimes I love it and sometimes I don't. And I'm sure a lot of people can resonate with that. You know, you can love your business, but still not love it every single day. Um, Just like your children. (laughs) I love you, but I don't like you today. And um, so that's my next goal is to be, to literally be able to retire and really go to that next level of intentional living. And for me, that is um, like changing where I live, being more private, uh, changing the way we do the business, having, having more freedom, simplifying the business, probably saying no to more things 
giving myself some more space and energy for the kids and hobbies and I've just taken up ballet again and art and um, sewing there's so many little projects that I want to be able to do and more travel for fun so don't fret like I've already had a few people like in money boot camp freaking out about Denise retiring I don't know what that's going to look like yet I really don't. And I don't like to be that person that creates uncertainty for others because I've loved being such a consistent presence in people's lives. But I'm giving myself the grace to figure that out. You know, um, my youngest kid, she starts school February 24. And I was like, I'm not going to make any decisions until she's at school for at least like a term or two, just to give myself that space and not the pressure to know what it's going to look like. And financially, I'm on track to do that, you know, and it's, it's a wonderful feeling. It's a scary feeling. And it brings up all that other stuff of, am I abandoning people? Am I, um, you know, not being there for people anymore? And I'm just telling you with, you know, all vulnerability, I don't know what that looks like to retire. And some people will be upset by that. And some people will just be like, oh, whatever, Denise, <laughs> no big deal. But um, yeah, so I, I would love to get your feedback on today's episode feel free to send me a dm as as usual at denise dt um or share this episode if you're feeling similarly you know or if you've got friends who you know might get something out of this episode please share this with them as well and i'll probably be back with another episode no um just uh, hang on for a second i've got one more final thought hi my name's jj jennison the company is called indigo flame.com i live in london i'm writing my memoirs called walking through fire i read get rich lucky bitch i found it online through a podcast um through when you did an interview with dr nikki um the part of the book that i really really loved um was chapter four because it made me reflect on my own um money mindset and my beliefs. Um, I really loved the about upgrading. That was my aha moment because I realised that I had done that because I've um, wrote the first draft of my book and it should be published by the end of this year. Um, I Serve, I Deserve was a real good takeaway uh, for me. And um, the good thing that has happened, um, well, I read the book a couple of months ago and after that i got a tax refund that was great and um that's really good thank you hey it's me again so my final thought is as always one of my mentors in life is oprah winfrey and you know she was (laughs) she always says things like you know you can have it all you just can't have it all at once and i feel like we have to be gentle with ourselves sometimes about that is that there are seasons of life um, where you want to do more things or you want to change things up and that's totally okay and I'm sure I'll get pushback on mine just as you will on yours when you want to change things whether you're starting a business or changing what you do some people won't like it because they want to see you as a one thing and one person and we we're going to change we're going to change so many times in our life and um, another Oprah quote too she's she said it's not until you come to a spiritual understanding of who you are not necessarily a religious feeling but deep down the spirit within that you can begin to take 
control. And I really feel that. I feel like I'm at a real crossroads of that, of figuring out, okay, who am I for this next phase of my life? And it's really exciting. And I will I will share, you know, that process of it. But yes, you can have it all. You just can't have it all at once necessarily. Ah, I even hate saying that. I'm like, part of me is like, no, screw that. I will have it all. I'll burn myself out trying. Um, but yeah, let me know what you think about this episode. And otherwise, I'll see you next week on another episode of Chill and Prosper. Bye. Thanks for listening to Chill and Prosper. Tell your friends to chill and prosper. Review and subscribe. We hope you had a very good time.